Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. In today's video, I'm going to be continuing my 2022 positional rankings. So I've already gone through the running backs and wide receivers. So this week, I'll be talking about the quarterbacks and the tight ends. And in today's video, it is going to be the top 12 quarterbacks going into the 2022 season. And let's just jump right into it. Starting off here at number one, I have Josh Allen. And I kind of expect throughout the offseason, for Josh Allen to be the consensus number one. You know, I think you could see a few people have Patrick Mahomes up there, but I think the overwhelming majority will be ranking Josh Allen as their number one quarterback. He finished as the QB two in points per game in 2020, and then followed that up by finishing as the quarterback one in points per game this past year. And really the big difference we saw this year was an elite rushing upside. I've talked about this a ton, but fantasy football quarterback production a lot of that is going to come from the run game, and it's something where some guys just can't touch it. You may have a top-tier NFL quarterback, but they're just not going to have the ceiling of a guy like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray or now a Josh Allen, because in 2021, we saw him go out, rush for 763 yards and six touchdowns. That is elite, elite production on the ground. The crazy thing about Josh Allen was that he was actually able to finish as the number one quarterback despite regressing in almost every single passing category. And it really just points back to his usage in the run game. He only completed 63.3% of his passes. He only had 6.8 yards per attempt and he had less touchdowns and more interceptions than he had in 2020, but still managed to produce at a very, very high fantasy football level. Now at number two, I have Patrick Mahomes, and I think you could consider a few different players here. I did end up going with Mahomes here. He just consistently finishes as an elite level fantasy quarterback. In his four years as a starter, he's averaging 23.3 points per game. So just very consistent. I don't think I'm going to be investing in one of these top quarterbacks this year. I'll kind of get into that later on. But if I am ranking them here, I would have him at number two, but I would probably fade away from what his ADP is likely going to be. But going into 2022, he should be returning to a very similar offensive roster. They should still have Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, those two big guys. They really renovated the offensive line this past offseason. So he should definitely have another really strong season in 2022. Now at number three, I have Justin Herbert. And I actually thought this was a pretty close call between Herbert and Mahomes here. Wouldn't hate either guy at two or three. Herbert finished as the quarterback two in 2021 behind Josh Allen, and he had elite passing production paired with some pretty solid rushing numbers. He's never going to be a Lamar Jackson, a Jalen Hurts, or a Josh Allen on the ground, but he's kind of that second tier guys. You know, he can rush for 400 yards and a few touchdowns, kind of just like a guy like Patrick Mahomes can. I think he's probably a slightly better rusher, but you know, he's kind of in that second tier range which can still give you a really high ceiling. Basically what Josh Allen did last year, I think he rushed for like 400 something and then took that big jump in 2021. Another thing I think that's important to point out is that the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, is very, very aggressive. I know he was criticized for a lot of his decision-making, went for it on a lot of fourth downs. You know, instead of punting, they would go for it. Instead of kicking a field goal, they would go for it. And you can have whatever opinion you want you know, in terms of real life NFL, but for fantasy football, that is fantastic for Justin Herbert because if he drives them down to the two yard line and it's fourth down, he doesn't get any points for them getting those three points on a field goal. You want him going for it on fourth down. 
So I just think that kind of adds to his already fairly high ceiling. This could be an interesting offseason for the Chargers and Justin Herbert because Mike Williams is a free agent. Do they bring him back? Do they bring in a different weapon? Maybe they spend some draft capital. So just kind of something to wait and see. But I don't think, you know, the loss of Mike Williams will be some sort of insurmountable thing where Herbert, you know, would fall out of this top three range. Now at number four, I have a Kyler Murray. And in the last two seasons, Kyler Murray has started off very, very hot and then kind of cooled off down the stretch. Both can be connected to injuries. I believe two years ago, he had a shoulder injury and then his production really fell off. This past year, it was an ankle injury that cost him a few games, but definitely not an ideal trend, kind of similar to a guy like Russell Wilson, who starts off super hot, like the first six weeks, first half of the season, and then has just really fallen off down the stretch. But Murray looked really promising as a passer this season, but he actually did regress in that rushing production. So definitely good news for him in terms of an NFL player. But for fantasy, I really thought going into 2021, he could have a Lamar Jackson level ceiling and be like a Lamar level runner. We just didn't really see it. The Cardinals are another team who could have a very interesting offseason. How are they going to address that wide receiver position? Because both Christian Kirk and AJ Green are free agents. You've got DeAndre Hopkins as your wide receiver one, but he definitely didn't look like the top 10 wide receiver you know we've seen in years past. He's kind of approaching that age where he may start to kind of decline just a little bit. Still will be a really, really good wide receiver, but you probably need to bring in a solid wide receiver too or kind of re-sign these guys because I don't think you want to roll into 2022 with Rondell Moore as your number two option. Then at number five, it is going to be Lamar Jackson. And Lamar was given the opportunity to throw much more in 2021 on a per-game basis. And he had some mixed results. You know, there were definitely some games where he brought them back from behind and showed flashes. But, you know, his 16 to 13 touchdown to interception ratio is definitely not ideal. He still showed that he has that elite level rushing upside, which is, you know, something I'm definitely trying to chase at the quarterback position. But this season as a whole was just fairly rough for the entire Ravens team, especially the offense. You know, they lost their top two running backs. J.K. Dobbins was supposed to be, you know, their young stud workhorse. Maybe not a workhorse, but, you know, 15 touch range. Then you had Gus Edwards as a really solid backup. They both are done, you know, before the season even starts. So you're rolling with Devonta Freeman and Latavius Murray, who were guys that weren't even on the roster, you know, heading into week one, which put a lot more pressure on Lamar Jackson. They weren't able to be as run focused as I think they would have liked. Also, the defense lost multiple key pieces before the season and throughout, which once again is going to put more pressure on the offense. You're not going to be able to work at your own pace if you're having to come back in a ton of games. And then Lamar Jackson, you know, individually missed the last five games of a season with the ankle injury. So I'm personally willing to buy back in on Lamar. And I think he may be cheaper than the guys that I ranked ahead of him. So I'm not going to be reaching for a guy like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, you know, within the first four rounds. But if I was going to take one of these elite quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson is someone I could definitely have my eye on if he kind of falls, you know, a few rounds lower in ADP from a guy like Mahomes or Herbert. Then at number six, I have Joe Burrow. And I think there's a pretty clear drop off between Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow here. So kind of a tear break. And don't get me wrong, Joe Burrow is a monster and he will be an elite NFL quarterback for a long, long time. But like I've talked about earlier, 
Fantasy production is totally different, you know, when you're looking at rushing production because it plays such a key role. And Burrow's going to start a quick run here of pocket passing quarterbacks who come in at number seven and number eight. But after tearing his ACL in 2020, Burrow came back and finished as the quarterback 10 in points per game this season. And he really kind of started to pull away and light it up towards the end of the year. And he also carried that production into the playoffs and has just played really well and has obviously proven that he's going to be a stud, you know, basically his entire career. I expect him to take another step forward going into his third NFL season. He's still going to have those stacked weapons with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And I also think it's very possible that the Bengals go out, upgrade that offensive line, and that could see an uptick in his overall passing volume, which could definitely, you know, up his ceiling. But just that lack of rushing upside is going to prevent him from having that top tier you know, quarterback one upside. Now at number seven, another pocket passer, we've got Matthew Stafford. He finished right behind Joe Burrow in points per game last year, finished as the quarterback 11. Definitely experienced some growing pains in his first year with the Rams. I feel like that's kind of to be expected. We saw the same thing with Tom Brady in 2020. So I think Stafford will come in in 2022, have a much better understanding of the offense, and he's going to have another really solid wide receiver core. You've got Sean McVay, who we know is a great offensive-minded head coach. So Matthew Stafford should slot in as a really solid mid-tier quarterback one. Then we've got Aaron Rodgers here at number eight. And I don't think anyone really knows what's going to happen here with Aaron Rodgers. He could stay with the Packers. He could move on to a different team. Maybe a team like the Broncos would probably be, you know, the most likely option if he was to leave. Or he could just straight up hang him up and retire. He's talked about how he's not really scared of the unknown of retirement. But I do think he would come back. He's obviously playing at an elite level, but that doesn't mean you can't retire, just like we saw with Tom Brady a few days ago. But if Rodgers stays in Green Bay with Devontae Adams, I think I would slide him up ahead of Matthew Stafford and probably ahead of Joe Burrow to number six. I don't think he would go higher than that, just because I mentioned he doesn't have that elite rushing upside. But you know, in a solid situation, Rodgers would be a solid mid-tier quarterback one. And now shifting over to a different type of quarterback, I have Jalen Hurts here at number nine. And in his first year as a starter, he finished as the quarterback six in fantasy points per game. And when you're looking at this from a real life, you know, NFL perspective, he didn't look great. He didn't look like a really solid quarterback. But the good news here for Hurts owners is that the Eagles have already come out and committed to him in 2022. They're not going to go out and draft a guy, or at least it doesn't look like they're going to do that. He will be back in the starting spot in week one of the 2022 season. He has that elite rushing upside up there with Lamar Jackson, and he may actually be able to take that to the next level because his ability on the goal line is so solid. So Lamar Jackson can get a ton of yardage, but he's probably not going to punch it into the end zone a ton because they don't want you know Lamar Jackson getting banged up on the goal line. Jalen Hurts is a much larger figure, kind of a guy like Cam Newton. You know, Late in his career, Newton wasn't going out rushing for 70 yards a game, but they would use him all the time at the goal line. That's kind of how they use Jalen Hurts. This offseason, I'd expect the Eagles to make some significant changes on the offensive side, especially at the wide receiver position. You know, if they're going to get any kind of understanding of who Jalen Hurts is as a quarterback, they're going to need to give him some more weapons than just Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard because it's wide receiver two, three, you're dealing with like Rager, Ortega Whiteside, just not great options. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jalen Hurts. 
But honestly, here at number nine, after seeing what he did in his first season as a starter, likely to see upgrades this offseason, it seems low, but I don't know, it just seems crazy to like rank him ahead of guys like Aaron Rodgers or Joe Burrow. But once again, he may be a bargain this offseason, and he's definitely someone I'm probably going to be targeting if he falls you know, below this slot. And at number 10, I've got a quarterback kind of with a similar archetype, and that is Trey Lance. I would be shocked if Lance was not the week one starter heading into next season. It looks like the 49ers are already looking for a trade partner, you know, to move Jimmy G off their roster. That is just going to give the reins over to Trey Lance. And I think, you know, his 2022 season could look very similar to what Hurts did in 2021. You know, in fact, almost every kind of factor you look at would point him outperforming Jalen Hurts. The problem is we just haven't really seen it yet. That's really the only downside because he hasn't had a meaningful amount of snaps. But when you're just looking, you know, comparing the two, Lance was by far the better prospect. He was the third overall pick compared to Hertz, who wasn't even picked in the first round. Trey Lance is going to have the much better supporting cast. Weapons around him, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, a really solid offensive line, and then also a head coach who can take a lot of pressure off of the quarterback. Trey Lance isn't going to have to make superhero plays every single week. You know, he can just hit Debo Samuel, who's going to be a yak monster. Shanahan is fantastic at scheming people open. So Trey Lance is probably another guy I'm going to be looking to target in the later rounds. Now at number 11, I have Dak Prescott. And this honestly seems very low, you know, now that I'm reading it right now. But if we're being honest here, every player from like number six to number 11 is fairly close together. Dak was the quarterback eight in points per game in 2021, finishing, you know, in the same range as guys like Aaron Rodgers, Hertz, Lamar, Burrow, and Stafford. For Dak, he was very solid, but he didn't really show the elite ceiling or potential that I kind of thought he had heading into the season. And the reason why he's lower than guys like Rodgers, Stafford, Burrow, is that I don't see, you know, a ton of improvement heading into next season. A lot of those guys, you know, there are different avenues where their situation gets better. For Dak Prescott, like, are these weapons going to get upgraded? I don't really think so. He already has a really solid supporting cast. It's not like Dak is some super young quarterback who still has a ton of room to grow. You know, I feel like we kind of know what we have with him. So even though 11 seems low, I don't think he's going to be drafted outside the top 10 quarterbacks, but I'm not going to be jumping up to select Dak Prescott over guys like Jalen Hurts or Trey Lance, who are probably going to be going a few rounds after him anyway. And now to finish out the top 12, I have Russell Wilson here, a really, really solid, you know, late round quarterback option. His future is kind of up in the air in Seattle. Is he going to stay there, return to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, or is he going to move on? You know, whether he stays or, you know, gets traded to a different team, I think he's still going to be a very solid fantasy quarterback. But if we're just looking at his entire career, he has lacked an elite fantasy ceiling compared to these new wave quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, all of those guys. So I think he'll be solid. And, you know, maybe his ADP gets pushed up and he's not going to be going as a late round quarterback, but that still remains to be seen. And then I do just want to give an honorable mention to Deshaun Watson. We just don't know what's going on with his legal situation. If he'll be traded, you know, when he'll be cleared, will he get suspended? There's just so much up in the air. And if he lands in a solid situation, he would probably shoot up to like a mid-tier quarterback one, but I'm just not going to be ranking him on any of these lists until he is cleared because there's just way too much up in the air to really, you know, 
make a firm ranking. But that is going to wrap it up for my top 12 quarterbacks. If you guys enjoyed this video, just do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then I'll be putting out my top 12 tight ends later this week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you in the next one.